Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Hello, GLers. It's the Rook here. And although this uh, podcast that you're listening to will not receive an official number, uh, somewhere in the 200s that uh, Joe officially gives each podcast, that is brand new. This will be a best of Garage Logic. Not really a September 11th tribute, but we are playing some of the uh, replaying some of the events that uh, unfolded that day and uh, uh, the actual news coverage that happened. And then we'll also get to uh, Joe's opening remarks. And then we jump a couple of weeks after, uh, it was not immediately after, the show uh, where Joe asked if uh, people are in. Are you in? And we knew exactly what that meant. Let's start the podcast and then we'll go to a, uh, a replay of the events that unfolded on that day. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Okay, as promised, we're going to get to the highlights. Uh, September 11th, 2019, 18 years after. I do remember uh, what I was doing that day. I was taking uh, McLaren, who was uh, her 24th birthday today. She has shared a special day of uh, her birthday being on September 11th, and um, it uh, it bothered her a little bit when she was extremely younger, and then she chose to embrace it. And she's got a great Facebook uh, post today about uh, her uh, the heroes that she um, shares a special day with. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, I can't start talking about it. I'll get, uh, I'll get emotional. So, here we go. Uh, this was Mark O'Connell and Tom Goodrich on the morning of September 11th, as heard on our flagship at the time, KSTP AM 1500. This is Mark O'Connell in the KSTP newsroom, uh, updating you on the World Trade Center. There was just an explo- another explosion, a fireball, coming out of the side of uh, the uh, one of the Twin Towers, the World Trade Center. The Associated Press is now reporting, and CNN is also reporting, that there were witnesses who saw a plane crash into the World Trade Center's top floors uh, within the hour. And uh, we're just going to uh, continue to follow this and uh, pick up on ABC's coverage. But once again, this thing has been, uh, you can see the smoke and flames that have been coming out of this for the last oh, several minutes. And then we just witnessed another fireball coming from the, some of the lower floors. Wait, we got... It was a Wait a minute. That was a plane, Mark. A, a large plane. Just another one? Was that another one? They're showing a replay of the second one that just happened. Oh, this thing is... It, it's under attack. There's no way around it. And I, I, I don't know if there's room for speculation, but I know there is... The World Trade Center appears to be under attack. We just saw a video of the plane, of another plane crashing in 
to the World Trade Center, which was already ablaze from an earlier crash witnessed by uh, somebody from CNN. And the World Trade Center, of course, was the target of a, uh, a terrorist attack several years ago. Now we'll switch right over to uh, Joe's comments when he started the show on September 11, 2001. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. We're back. This is Joe Souchere, Garage Logic. although, of course, uh, today we're uh, focused on the national coverage of what happened this morning. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. And we're going to stay with this uh, local coverage we've been talking here and uh, uh, have made the decision to try and bring ourselves back onto the air in a more normal fashion. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. I can assure you, however, that our first responsibility is stay alerted to the national news. But they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. I got a call at 8 o'clock this morning from one of the kids I used to have who said, why don't you turn on CNN? A plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. Both of us thinking at the time it was a commercial air accident. Mm -hmm. And like everyone else in the country, the longer I watched, the more I realized I was witnessing for the first time in my life this country under attack, uh, far more so than in 1993 when there was a, an attempt to bring down the World Trade Center in New York. This was clearly an attack on the United States. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. And uh, if they'll take 52-year-old guys with arthritis and a bad eye, sign me up. You're ready to go? I'm ready to go. Right. Uh, if you find these guys, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, don't, I think the anger that people have is indescribable. I know it is for me. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world, and no one will keep that light from shining. Uh, I would imagine all federal buildings are going to remain closed. All commercial air travel will remain locked down until noon tomorrow. Today our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature, and we responded with the best of America. Voting continues to take place. Primaries are underway in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, other areas of Minnesota. The polls will remain open, which is about as fitting a symbolic gesture as you could develop for a day when uh, absolutely without question, the very uh, freedoms that represent this country have been well attacked uh, by people who hate us. Our military is powerful and it's prepared. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. There's no other way to say it. And I hope that, uh, and I, I don't even have a doubt that this country uh, w will rally. 
I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. Prior to a band of brothers making its debut Sunday night, Stephen Ambrose, the author, was asked, do you think the current generation could perform a D-Day? We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. Join with all those who want peace and security in the world, and we stand together to win the war against terrorism. And I've always had my doubts, and we've joked about it, but I think he gave the correct answer. Yes, of course it could. I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone, who cannot be extraordinarily angered by the lives of innocent Americans being taken. They stole our airplanes. They crashed into two of our most notable buildings. Then they stole another airplane, and they crashed into our Pentagon. Find me somebody who, who thinks this is something that we shouldn't avenge. Tonight I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened. And I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a day when all Americans from every walk of life unite in our resolve for justice and peace. America has stood down enemies before, and we will do so this time. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. Thank you. Good night. And God bless America. Right now at EcoFun Motorsports, there is a back-to-school sale. Yeah, that's right. At a motorcycle scooter shop, there's a back-to-school sale on Lance and Sim scooters. And when Lance and Sim uh, heard that Tim Bloom was doing this, they contributed another $100 off. So right now, a Race Star 49cc was $12.99, now $11.99. A Cabo 50 was $18.99, now $17.99. And both the Havana Classic 50 and the Soho 50 have gone from 1999 to 1899. This is at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. Also, a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, that great lineup of Bintelli e bikes, youth snowmobiles, youth ATVs. But right now, you college students or uh, people with a short commute, if you want to beat the man at the fuel pump and find a place to park, what a great time to get a uh, scooter on sale at the back-to-school sale at EcoFun Motorsports. And don't worry about maintenance because Spencer, or not Spencer, that's Spencer Grunhofer. He's back up Highway 61 the other direction. Tim makes a daily trip through the Twin Cities, and he'll pick up your scooter, take it back to EcoFun, service it, and get it back to you. It's really a great operation. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Back with the best of Garage Logic. This is the September 11th version. And what you heard last was a little montage of President Bush as well as uh, Joe coming on the air for the first five minutes or so. 
And uh, what I wanted to do is, we have replayed that before, but I also wanted to uh, jump ahead a couple of weeks uh, when the sting still stung and uh, Joe was still coming on the air each and every day. And uh, each progressing day, we were determined that we would not forget. And then people started to say, uh, hey, are you are you in? Are you in? If somebody messes around in an aircraft, are you in? And uh, this is the first that we've heard of this in this best of garage logic. I believe it was September 24th, 2001. Joe? The air is very bracing. It's very crisp. My name is Joe Souchere. I am the mayor and the fireworks commissioner and uh, the Martha Stewart of the American Garage. It's a nice book we got sent. Yeah, it is. Is it a local author? I believe uh, I believe it is. Yes, sir. A female. Well, uh, if actually, that's the right one. Actually, it isn't. Uh, oh, well, it, then it's it's published in uh, New, Newtown, Connecticut. But I think the author Kira Obolensky uh, is a local author. I believe. Huh. It's called Garage. Reinventing the Place We Park. It's a coffee table book. Mm-hmm. Boy, isn't it neat? I think it's fantastic. Once again, uh, my timing is way off. Right. Way off, because we just bought this. <laughs> and uh, here they go. What did I pay for it? $32. At least. And they just sent sent us one that now you get to have. Right. Because I have one. Right. You have one already. I think you just said isn't that. Isn't that a nice book, though? I think it's fantastic. It's going to look nice. I think it'll look nicer on my little coffee table. Yeah. Because, you know, they sent it as a review copy as opposed to yours where, you know, you've had to pay hard and your and money pay, for, pay for it. Say, this just in, it makes me feel a lot better. What? A Gary Condit has been named to a House subcommittee on terrorism and security. I'm not making this up. Jeez. His first move was to send a letter to law enforcement agencies to ask their thoughts on improving homeland security, All right. some of whom probably wrote him back asking him to improve his responses regarding the disappearance right. of Chandra Levy. Condon, who represents Modesto and other communities in the Central Valley of California, is now a member of the House Permanent Select Committee's newly formed subcommittee on terrorism and homeland security. Mm-hmm. This guy is is, uh, is is watching the perimeter for you. He's been a member of the House Intelligence well, he's not Committee. Busy. Uh, of course, he is not a suspect in the disappearance of Chandra Levy, but he has come under fire for remaining largely silent on the matter. Right? Gary Condent is now part of the uh, Homeland Security team. Jeez. Do you feel safe? No, I don't. It makes me nervous. <laughs> we got enough problems. Mm-hmm. They say they can't find, the, the Taliban says they can't find bin Laden. You know. I don't, you know what? What? I don't believe them. Right. When in doubt, you know, the post office can find anybody. How about the phone book? Right. <laughs> right. Huh? Right. Dial information. Send over a postcard. And how about the entire Islam world? Uh, the, well, because we certainly our understanding of the idea that the vast, great percentage of Muslims obviously are not terrorists. Correct. Mm-hmm. Of course. Why aren't they? Help. You know. Let's go here. You know, point out the rock, somebody. Right. You'd think that the, the extremists would stand out like a sore thumb. Let's go. Right. 
They say they can't find him. You know what I would say to the people Where in Afghanistan? Uh, we don't know that. I'm sending that all the way over to the Middle East. I don't believe them when they say they can't find him. How tough could it be? And then they keep saying, well, you know, he has a lot of money. What good is the money doing him in a country where you can't buy anything? <laughs> he goes to buy a TV to watch uh, CNN you or all news channel. Yeah. And, uh, you know. <laughs> it's not like he can go to Best Buy. <laughs> right. right. There's got to be a money trail somewhere. Uh, well, I think they can find him. Possibly they will now with the Mr. Condit on the Homeland Security do you know that I do, do you know today that I was attacked by geese? What? Mm-hmm. Come on. I was standing on a fishing dock. Okay. Out at White Bear. Sure. You having your lunch? Eating an apple. Oh boy. Right? Yeah. And, I can uh, probably tell you the time too, but go ahead. Right. And uh watching these ducks paddle around. Little and uh you know, a sign of well, we don't often get to see. Well, you know, the I'm eating an apple. I'm 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 embracing Mother Earth sure. while watching these ducks, and you know, just were you sitting still for oh, yeah. more than five minutes? Oh, I, I was on. You know, well, I might have to spot. No, no, listen now. No, listen. okay. And uh, the a couple of geese set up a terrible honking and mm-hmm. flew into the area mm-hmm. like fighter jets. <laughs> Seriously, they flew into the, right into the area there, and maybe it was their young. They were protecting. Okay. And, you know, I know you, you're you going to make fun of me, but I, I began to get a little nervous. <laughs> well, seriously, I, 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 I am not lying. Rabbit geese? I am not lying to you when I say they were watching me. So <laughs> I... Walked off the dock, and the two fighter jet geese right. went right up on land. And one of the one guy starts going around one way, and mm-hmm. the other's starting to come towards me. <laughs> now I'm scurrying. You're picking up the pace a little bit, I looking got over back your in shoulder. <laughs> Did it end there, or were they? Well, they charged they the they, windshield. They left then. I mean, they left me alone then. But can you imagine? I've never been attacked by. <laughs> Gallagher wants to tell me I got goose. That's funny. Oh, good afternoon, everybody. Tom Gallagher, unassisted. All right, you go ahead. You want to get your little pun out there. Well, that was all. Here you is. You preempted me. (laughs) I got goose. Yeah. Boy, they were fighter pilots, though. They were after me. I know. I got them out here in Egan, too. Well, they're everywhere. (laughs) Be careful. All right. Be alert. All All right. I think he move a lot faster than Gallagher probably would have, though. Well, he might have not been as frightened as I was. Probably not. <laughs> Attacked by geese. Well, they take care of their young. <laughs> well, what were you doing? Eating I mean, an Playing apple. in the nest or what? Eating an apple. They only do that stuff when you're extremely close to the nest. I think the whole area was so full of uh, young ones that... Yeah, probably. And there was no other human animal around, mm. just me. We have a problem with geese, I think, in this great state of Minnesota, not well, just even Metro. Let me tell you something. What? Uh, and this is for all you animal rights fruitcakes. We have a problem not only with geese, with deer, mm-hmm. uh, raccoons. Mm-hmm. Bear. Rat, we have 30,000 bear, not to mention your wolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. we have wildlife. The friends on the forest floor have rallied nicely. 
from uh, periods of when they apparently were in decline. Doom and gl- right. Now I didn't see any of the uh, Viking game. Mm. Twins lost yesterday. Vikings lost Broke yesterday. The wild one. The wild one. The wild one. Four to two or they four beat to Calgary. Uh, I did look at statistics and once again am puzzled to, uh, and not that I'm a student of the game, but uh, neither Moss nor Carter uh, seem to have been thrown the ball very often. No, I didn't understand it. I, you know, I, I tell you the did truth. Did you watch the ball game? I watched probably about over 60% of it. We were doing stuff around the house and stuff like that, so I didn't sit down and watch it. But uh, I don't know either the. All these other defenses have watched the film, Carolina and Chicago so far, and decided how to take them out of the game, or Dante's just trying to run the ball too much and not throwing to him. I was upset that... Were the lads spirited? Uh, I think... They, I mean, this is a crummy bear team. Right, I know. When they were up 3 to nothing, they the first half score, I believe, was 3-zip, and then we scored a touchdown the first series of the second half. So I think they were looking around going, what's going on here? Why aren't we up 25 or 28 to zip? And I don't know. Carter was on the sidelines, and I, you know, I don't know if he was shouting out directions or saying, "Get me the ball. I'm going to do a down and out here." But I don't like the way Moss and Carter do their gibberish. And I, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Well, they I always seem hear. to be. They always seem to be campaigning. Right. That's they always what it seem to like. be campaigning. Right. And maybe they're just trying to teach, you know, young Dante this or that. But Moss is still young too. I don't know how much he knows. Well, this is Monday, and as as we do every Monday, of course, we've got we've got the coach with the greatest insight in football, and that's Danny Green. So we've got all the uh, cuts. all the clips and the cuts that help us understand mm-hmm. what happened yesterday. Because when he's asked a question, you get a very insightful, thought out answer. One coming up later in the program, I, I don't even know what he's saying. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's talking in tongues or what, but it's it's worth sticking around. Wasn't one, one of those chopping his way through the woods ones? Uh, he I love those. He didn't give me that. He didn't give me the plowman. He didn't, uh, but he did just start rambling, and I, I had to listen to it four or five times to find out what it was. Joe? Yeah. Go ahead, please. Well, I just had a, another uh, goose uh, attack incident that I wanted to tell you about. My brother was over here visiting, and uh, actually he was here for a, a class that he was taking, and he went out for to eat his lunch, and he sat on the curb next to his his uh, truck. And a goose came up. It was all by itself. Came up and uh, wanted some of his sandwich. And he decided that he didn't want to share the sandwich, so the goose proceeded to bite him in the leg. Really? Yeah. And um, and it was quite painful. I mean, he got some pretty good bruises over it. So he had enough of that. He jumped in the truck and was sitting in the truck, and the goose came up and started pecking at his door. Well, I'll be darned. And so he said, I've had enough of this goose. So he opened up the car door, and he put a little piece of bread on the sill of the door. And when the goose went to grab it, he slammed the door on the goose's head. (laughs) You know, I'm only laughing because the guy had been attacked twice, right? Right. It's his turn. (laughs) But what was worse, the goose shook that off. (laughs) Well, no, the goose didn't shake that one off. The goose, well, he flopped around a little bit, but I guess it didn't last long. Man, that was a nasty goose. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad I was alert today and got back in the car. <laughs> Joe, thank you. Probably you. saved your life. I bet I did. I, well, I saved myself from <laughs> getting pecked on the leg. Or <laughs> they go right for the jugular too. Having him attack the car. In any event, um, we've got all the Denny Green clips. Uh, some of them. Uh, uh, we'll begin playing uh, at any moment. Twins broke my heart this weekend. 
Yeah, I think seven games now is a tough task with what, about 11 or 12 games left? Still, th- yeah, and I, I mean, they show no signs of go- t- Cleveland going into a big tailspin either, so no. we got no shot. I think I think I'm even letting go of the monkey bars and we'll fall to the sand. Well, you felt you you hung in there a long a long way. Yep. Was there a uh, a feeling yesterday at the Vikings game? Uh, were people into it in Chicago? Could you tell if uh, are people into? You know, it was really bizarre when I listened to the game. I think there were a lot of Minnesota fans there cheering on, you know, in Chicago, but cheering on the Vikes. I didn't hear a lot of. Uh, they weren't. I don't know, rowdy as Chicago fans normally are. Because I'm not sensing that the return of uh, the National Football League was that I'm sure people were glad to have it back, but I did not sense that that there was a big united sigh of relief that we're finally getting football back yesterday. I think I would agree. I didn't watch any pregame stuff. Even I was doing stuff around the house. I didn't sit. Normally I sit down and watch the game. Until someone reported the score to me, I hadn't even thought about them all day long. Mm. I mean, that's, boy, there was a time in my life when that would not have been true. You would have had the stocking cap. Well, I would have been either that or I would have literally been at the game covering it. Or driven to Chicago. Or drive, yeah. (laughs) And to think, I went through the entire day yesterday and somebody said, you hear the Vikings score, and only then did did I remember, that's right, they're playing today at Chicago. Mm -hmm. That's how little uh, impact Mm. it made. Say, uh, stay tuned. Garage Logic is open for business. It's 53 degrees and sunny. We'll be back in a moment. Well, GLers have made it the meat capital of the world or the meat capital of the GL universe. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. Uh, thick-cut bacon, any way you want, actually. Uh, ham, all all steaks, chops, you name it. This is a meat bazaar, most notably famous, of course, for 130 different flavors of pork brats. These are lean pork brats that don't get boiled. They must be grilled, and Kenny owes me a whole bunch of them, and they're coming to me uh, shortly. Now, bacon cheddar, I believe, is what I ordered, and he came through for me. A huge variety of jerky, over 20 varieties of beef and chicken sticks, full steak selection, double smoked bacon and ham. And everyone at Spencer's is a uh, cooking expert, a grilling expert. They'll uh, help you uh, as your grilling brackets wind down now over uh, over the last waning days of summer and into fall. Uh, GLers are meeting each other there, and you can't miss it. It says GL on the sign outside the uh, outside the meat market. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. All right, back to the best of Garage Logic. This is the uh, September 11th version. And this, again, is from uh, 2001. This was later on in September, um, Joe, after talking a little bit about sports. And the reason he was talking about sports is the country was trying to decide whether they wanted to get back into embracing sports and does baseball and the NFL bring us all back together, which is the reason he was referencing some of the sports um, uh, twins and Vikings who are just uh, starting their season in 2001. But now let's get back to a more garage logic where Joe was asking people, are you in? Since the attack on our country on September 11th, as you might imagine, 
the volume of anecdotal or uh, uh, what's the other word I want? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about Internet stuff. Uh, attachments. And yeah, the attachments. Uh, and JPEG files. What, what am I calling that, Kelly? Forwards, you know, Forward uh, email, right? You must see this, and uh, and that's much of it is to be discounted, I would imagine. The one with the Microsoft Word thing. Yeah, no, that, that's on. the latest, and I only mention it to set up something I want to read. But uh, yeah, one of the Susan just showed us this deal where if you type in the flight number of of one of the planes that mm-hmm. was hijacked. And then you enlarge the type, and then you uh, go to another typeface uh, or something called wingdings. Wingdings. Well, or what, 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 well and then, it, then, then the flight number becomes symbols, you know, with the skull and crossbones right. and things of this nature. And, and I just looked at her and I said, well, this is, this is terribly insignificant. All it really tells me is people really, really have a lot of time on their hands. Mm-hmm. How would you even think to do such a thing. Why not just leave your Microsoft Word at, you know, new Roman numerals or whatever the new Roman times. Or but whatever but the... dozens of these types of things are coming in. And I only mention it because I happen to, I think this one's credible. Uh, maybe you've heard this story. It's been going around. But I believe now that it was printed in the Denver Post. So I, I'm giving it at least the credibility of having appeared in a conventional newspaper. All right. And it was a United Flight number 564, the announcement from the pilot. Did you hear this one? I don't think I've seen this yet, no. Uh, the captain of United Flight 564, as, as, as it was about to pull out of the gate at Denver International Airport Saturday, uh, writes Peter Hannaford, a public affairs consultant in Washington and former advisor to President Reagan who was on the plane. The pilot said, I want to thank you brave folks for coming out today. We don't have any new instructions from the federal government, so from now on, we're on our own. The passengers then listened in total silence. He said, sometimes a potential hijacker will announce that he has a bomb. There are no bombs in this aircraft, and if someone were to get up and make that claim, don't believe him. If someone were to stand up, brandish something such as a plastic knife, and say, this is a hijacking, or words to that effect, here's what you should do. Every one of you should stand up and immediately throw things at that person. Pillows, books, magazines, eyeglasses, shoes, anything that will throw him off balance and distract his attention. If he has a confederate or two, do the same with them. Most important, get a blanket over them, rustle them to the floor, and keep them there. We'll land the plane at the nearest airport, and the authorities will take over from there. Remember, there will be one of him and maybe a few confederates, but there are 200 of you. Now, since we're a family for the next few hours, I'm going to ask you to turn to the person next to you, introduce yourself, tell them a little bit about yourself, and ask them to do the same. At the end of this uh, remarkable address from the uh, forward cabin, uh, there was sustained clapping from the passengers. Now, doesn't that... Doesn't that make a lot of GL sense? You know, a lot of times you get on a plane and the last thing you want to do is talk to anybody. Right. Well, some of us. Right. Well, no, I know you would talk to everybody. But, <laughs> but you're right, yes. I want to bury my nose right, in you want to read magazines. Either. Sure. But you know what? I'm flying again in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm going to say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's have a plan here. <laughs> right? I think uh, you're this right. has nothing to do with bravery. This has to do with survival instincts. Mm-hmm. Okay, how you doing? Uh, I'm Joe, blah, blah, and you're, uh, you're Jack, and uh, 
and uh, reach over him. How you doing? Yeah, I'm going to going over here to see so and so. What's what are you doing? Okay, now what are we going to do here, fellas? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you you take the magazines. You watch my back, Billy. You got the blankets. You know, I'm being very serious here. This is the way we're going to have to act, and this goes back to something we talked about during the very first week. We have been attacked. By we, I mean us. You and your neighbor and your mother and her friends and your aunts and your cousins and your uncles and your neighbors. We have been attacked. We have to change the way we look at things. We can't rely on anyone to solve this for us. This is going to have to be us. And that pilot had the right idea. He wasn't calling for hysteria. He didn't, uh, he didn't alarm anyone. He said, folks, we're a family for the next couple of hours. Let's act like it. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that great? You know what it is. Give it to me. Here's today's ray of hope. When we have to do that thing. Right? That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I want him flying on my next plane. Who does he work for? That was a United flight. All right. Out of Denver. You know what? And you made a good point. You've already booked. You're flying. I'm leaving. I've booked uh, I've booked my flight to Florida this year. Let's go. Let's go, people. Let's Start go. booking some flights. We'll get the airlines going. Bunch of pansies. Now everybody's starting to buy their stocks again. I see the Dow is up Dow's 300. Up. Let's go. Let's get her going Time now. for the rally. Keep booking your vacations. Keep going. Keep buying automobiles. Can I get a deal on my ticket? Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to go and ask. <laughs> I just saw this weekend <laughs> oh God help there's me. a deal I where paid the no, most you dirt can pay. cheap. you dirt cheap, you're going to London now. Yeah. But you, you paid quadruple. I paid the most you can pay and gave them <laughs> frequent flyer miles. About 400,000 miles. Gave them you? all my miles. Right. Starting from scratch. Well, you know why? You know what? You're going to build up to 40,000 more now. No, do you know why? I, you know, I might as well tell this story on myself. Let's hear it. I've been reading a lot of those stories where they say if you sit still in a cramped space for a long time, you get the blood clots. Right. So I had to have room. You need a little room. I had to have room to stretch out. For medicinal purposes. That's right. So I put right. myself forward. And I paid the most you can absolutely pay. <laughs> I love it. What a moron I am. Oh, man. Let's, and you know what? I swear to you, I think that attitude will become evident, and it will have to become evident. GLers are going to have to, you know what? GLers are going to have to take this into their own hands. Mm-hmm. GLers, are all, in, in every aspect of American life, garage logicianship, now, if it didn't before, certainly makes more sense than euphorianism. Right? Oh, for sure. Oh, man. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Certainly will, Suit. But before we do that, I want to tell uh, all these garage logicians about uh, BTS auctions, big-time sports auctions. Now, if you need to make some money, raise some money at the next event you have, and I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's just a small church fundraiser or maybe it's a big corporate event with the big tent and all the hoopla, you need to bring in big-time sports auctions. They'll help you out with your silent auctions. We've all seen the silent auctions that have a, a bottle of wine or maybe some Twins tickets. Whatever. That's great. But you've got to chase those people down. You need to get the tickets. You need to get them to the basket. How about if you don't have to do anything? 
Steve at Big Time Sports Auction can set up an amazing display of one-of-a-kind items that will bring in money for your group. It doesn't have to be sports. It might be entertainment. And whatever the case may be, he's got a wide range, a huge selection. I've been to his place. I know the people. Some of those people I've known for decades that work at Big Time Sports Auctions. Tell them the Rook sent you, by the way. So if it's your church, school, whatever the case may be, Big Time Sports Auctions can help you raise the money by setting up a silent auction, and they do everything. They bring out the items. They set them up, including the bid sheets. They'll collect the money if you want. Big Time Sports Auctions will take a little percentage. They get a little taste, and whatever sells, and your group keeps the rest. My buddy Matt Burke uses Big Time Sports Auctions for all of his events. You should, too. you got to be here with the next fundraiser. Call Steve at Big Time Auctions, Big Time Sports Auctions, 612-718-3629. He'll customize a set of items for your event. Bring them out and set them up for your next fundraiser. Doesn't that sound easy? It's just that simple. Go to btsauctions.com. Call Steve, 612-718-3625. Make it easy on yourself. Go to btsauctions.com. And don't forget to tell them, I love this, that the Rook sent you. Thank you, Stooge. Thanks, Randy. The Stooge for that fine piece of music there. You're listening to a best of Garage Logic. It has no number, but it has a great feel to it. We are not forgetting September 11th, 2001. And again, this was a couple of weeks after when Joe was talking about the country getting back together, people flying again, people uh, investing again, all sorts of different items. Um, and just kind of the country coming back together. By the way, uh, I know fall is just around the corner, and uh, Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores can help you. You need to get some mums. You want to make somebody feel good? Go get some mums from Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, those are will stand that uh, that fall weather when it gets cool at night. It's a great way to say thank you, mom. Thank you, honey. Thank you, kids. Whatever the case may be, frats. Uh, let's get back on track here. Uh, we are going back to. The best of September 11th, version 2001, and here's Stooge taking calls. Betsy? Yeah, hi, Joe. Hi. I just wanted to let you know that there are some GLers flying right now. Good. My brother-in-law was on the way back from Salt Lake City last weekend, and he sat down next to, the guy, next to a guy, and the guy turned to him and said, Are you in? My brother-in-law thought he wanted to know if he had a seatbelt buckled, but mm-hmm. what he said was that uh, there's a group of us that are ready. If this plane is hijacked, we're not going to let it happen. We just want to know if you're in. I'm in. Yeah, well, he was in, too. He told him he's kind of a large guy. He told him that uh, he doesn't move well, but if the hijacker has a knife, throw him at him because he's got lots of – you'd have to really get at him before he hit anything vital. <laughs> what a great <laughs> attitude for the guy to have. Though. Yep, no kidding. Just now, wanted to let so, you know. No, so did your brother and this fellow then chat and uh, came to agreement that they would, in fact, take care of this? Yeah, actually, they, the other guy had already gotten a group of people together before Brad was even involved in it. And, um, yeah, they, they had it set up. If it was going to happen, they were prepared for it. I think this is precisely the way American citizens are going to have to behave. And the terrorists have to understand that we're going to do that, too. Not only that, but I think uh, the terrorists, whoever they may be in this case or in any previous case, they obviously hold our character in suspicion. Right. They just think that we're not going to. And you know what? 
basically they've been right. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. we have to completely change the way we go about our business. And I think we're on the way, Joe. We have to be. There's yep. no, there is no other option. All right, thank you. You bet. Bye. Thank you. I don't think that is, uh, I don't think this is an undue exaggeration. Uh, I don't think this is uh, uh, just just talk. I think people uh, getting onto airplanes are going to have to say, are you in? And let's take care of this in the event something happens. What a great trend to start just to say, listen, you can come up on the, and hijack the plane, but it's not going to get to your destination. It's not going to get your cause, you know, furthered in the press. What do we do about the three young uh, Arab fellows uh, who were uh, not allowed on a Northwest flight over the weekend? I mean, what was that over the weekend or was that Friday? That was, I believe, Friday. Did Friday it come up on the show Thursday. with Ian Punnett? Did it? Uh, yeah, we did. We talk, did talk about some profiling. And I mean, you know, we gotta, we gotta. Not much. We didn't talk about it too much, though. Just a short. What time. are we gonna do? I mean, just because a guy is uh, dark complexion doesn't mean he's gonna hijack the plane. True, and you know they said they were acting nervous. Well, if some idiot, if I was, you know, uh, uh, a well, they they have every. Doesn't an, an Arab American have his every right in the world to be as nervous as I would be? Exactly. <laughs> Especially even more so because... Now know, they're thinking, A, this could get hijacked, and B, some moron might think I would be the one to do it. It's the same thing like Rafiq calling when he said he thought he was going to get an earful from that lady just because, right. you know, uh, he, his skin looks Well, good. then I say that the answer, the GL answer is you got, you're walking onto the plane with a guy who you think is of Arab heritage. Mm -hmm. You say, hey... I'm so-and-so. What's your name? Are you in? And take it from there. Join up with them. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I continue to really think that we have no option. We really don't. I'll be damned if I'm going to get on a plane and hold my breath for six hours, hoping nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Kevin? Yes. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hi. Joe, I had a very similar incident on a flight last night from Fort Myers where the pilot got on his microphone, and he walked out into the aisle, and he he said, I, I'm going to say something important, so I think it's important for you to, to see me. And he talked about how we were brothers and sisters, and that um, he, he had no doubt in his mind that what happened on the 11th would never happen again, because he couldn't see Americans sitting in their seat and not rising up to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And um, and then he went on <laughs> he went on to suggest, he said, in a minute, the, the, the flight attendants are going to tell you that your seat makes a good flotation device, but I'm here to tell you that it would make a great weapon mm -hmm. and a great shield. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, to all of you out there, if you do your part, I, my promise to you is that I'll do mine and we'll land the plane. That's fantastic. And the, and the place erupted. The plane erupted. Mm -hmm. People clapped. It was sustained applause. Full, full, it was great. Uh, full flight? It was uh, about three-quarters full. Oh, that's, well, we're getting there then. Yeah, it was great. I mean, when we boarded the plane, there was a... A team of uh, softball players, mm -hmm. <laughs> and my wife said, "You know, I want to fly with them." You know, mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of a bunch of guys. And I think I think you're right. I think this is the way it's going to have to be. It absolutely has to be. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Jill. Yes. Hi. Jill. Hi. My husband had an interesting take on the uh, three Arabs who weren't allowed to fly, mm -hmm. um, and we both agree with you that you know we'd be in. But right. he said, "You know what? I don't really want to fly with a bunch of bigots. Let me off." Mm -hmm. And I think there's a case where, you know, you take it so far that uh, it just 
it's bothersome. No, I, I think I think what was called for in that situation. I admit that I don't know all the facts, but I think what we're going to have to do is, I'm, you know, if it was me, I hope I'm, uh, I hope I have enough uh, presence of mind and civility to go over there and say, fellas, I'm so and so. What's your name? You know, uh, nerves are running high here, and uh, let's just have a little chat, and then you know, all be in it together. That's true. Something like that is going to have to be done. I completely agree. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Jay? Yeah? You're on the air. Hey, Joe. I think I got an end of the world. All right. Um, it involves both my dad and my brother. About 30 years ago, my dad was in the Air Force and went to Air Force Survival School before going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And back then, all the pilots going through school had to kill a white fluffy rabbit and skin it and eat it and all that stuff for survival. Mm-hmm. Well, PETA found out about this and thought that these students were too slow killing the rabbits. Mm-hmm. So the instructors have to come in and kill the rabbits for the students now. You mean they still do this? Yeah, they still have to do the survival school because you have to learn how to eat in the wild. Mm-hmm. But they were finding that the students weren't able to kill the rabbits the first time out, mm-hmm. and they thought that the rabbits were suffering too much. Mm. All right, thank you. Rabbits right. are the least... Of our problems. Right. Right? Yeah, I agree. Least of our problems. Right. Justin? Yeah, hi, Joe. How are you doing today? Good. You know, I was on uh, I was on active duty for a while, and we had the opportunity to train with some uh, some Russians after they, you know, after they became our friends. And uh, we started talking to them, and we asked them, well, how come you guys never attacked us? And, and they said, oh, we had plans for it. You bet we did. But... When the movie Red Dawn came out, he said that type of thinking scared the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. They were not sure of what the average American was going to do. Mm-hmm. And and they just thought that the American spirit just wasn't worth it. And they couldn't, well, to, they couldn't but, the, but terrorists, in committing acts of terrorism, they obviously have no respect at all for the American spirit. They must assume that we don't have it. Well, and that's it. And I think in the past we've kind of let it go. I mean, whoever would have thought that now, so now there's... There's flags everywhere on every truck you see driving by, and you know I'm pulling elk river here, and there's a hundred of them around here, mm-hmm. and it, I think that's great. I mean, I really do. All right, well, thank you. You bet. Thanks. Good luck. You know, you rip. I us. hesitate to ask you. You rip us a lot of times for Ooh, me. Who's us? Uh, my the uh, what generation am I? I don't even know. Oh, X. I think. Okay. Uh, our movies that are out, the yeah. TV we grew up terrible, with. Terrible, terrible But television. just let Mr. Puffy Guy, yeah. Red Dawn, solely responsible yeah. for for dissuading the even, Soviet invasion. I don't even know that movie. It was a pretty good show. I don't even know that movie. Uh, check it out. Red Dawn? Red Dawn, 1985, 86. Right when you were watching the movie. Thomas Howell and Leah Thompson, Minnesota Zone. Tom? Hey, Joe, I really enjoy all of your uh, talk of bravado in the in the event of a terrorist hijacking when a man who an hour ago was being billowed by a, a goose. Well, you know, you're, <laughs> you're right. You I got a good one. point. But, I mean, I had nobody that was in with me. The goose didn't have a knife or nothing. No, no, but, I mean, I, I was totally alone here. I, I mean, I, I have a choice to make. <laughs> I, I got to leave at this point. Good. Well, the guy got me. Here I'm leading. You're a, I'm leading. A, You're I start the show saying I was attacked by geese, and now I'm calling for us to bond together on aircraft. Right. You know, on the dock. I don't know that I'm credible. Next time you go to the dock, hey, you in? Yeah. You know, you're looking at the guy throwing bread. You in with me in case they? Ch- <laughs> 
<laughs> you win? You win for a while. No, it's even going to be worse. You know, I, I just won't even get out of the car until there's somebody else. You know. <laughs> hey, you win? You roll your window down. These you some, win? These are some bad geese. So if they <laughs> they start coming uh, for us, are we together? Oh, well, we start putting them on flights. Scott? You in, Joe? I'm in. Hey, great. Hey, one uh, problem with the theory about talking to the three guys that got kicked off the plane? Yeah. What if they don't speak English? I, 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 uh, all I'm, all I'm saying is that we, we need to uh, have a, a great deal of realization that we can't start be picking on these guys without any reason. And I don't know what to tell you about the language problem. All right. Uh, maybe the, thanks. Maybe the airlines should provide a people at the gate who speak a number of different languages. Right? Uh, yeah, but more often than not, people traveling, you know, can communicate. I mean, it's not as if they wouldn't be able to understand anything. You know, plus if your people have been in America for any length of time, you know, they can converse with you to, to a certain extent. All right. Well, we're going to continue this. And I think I think there's a new GL phrase. Are you in? You in? You in? All right. I'm, I'm in. in. I know that I'm in for sure, and I know that you garage logicians are in as well. We're going to uh, close out. That was, uh, I wonder, you know, I'm going to have to remind you about that because we've kind of gotten away from that a little bit as far as, uh, hey, you in? Are you ready to roll? Next time you're on an aircraft, you look at someone and say, hey, you in? You ready? I know you are. September 11th, a day we will never forget. 2001, over 3,000 souls lost their life. So remember that. Just uh, my friend that works at the airport was there today, and they uh, played taps and had a moment of silence at about uh, the time the the first plane hit the tower, and uh, that was pretty bone-chilling. I think if I look at his forearms right now, I think he still has goosebumps. Uh, Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening to Garage Logic, the podcast, garagelogic.com. Don't forget about that table talk with Rookie's family. It's a real podcast, and you can find out just what the hell my messed up family is talking about. You find that on Podcast One, Table Talk with Rookie's family. Happy birthday, Mamie. 24 years old. We love you.